0: everyone. Welcome to this month's Historian Interview and today we're going to get to talk to Dr Kat Marchant. She has an incredibly successful YouTube channel called Reading the Past and I'm going to be asking her about Arbella or Arabella, the names are interchangeable, Stuart and she is maybe not as talked about as she should be for someone so significant in the period of Elizabeth I and into the, the reign of James VI of Scotland, who became James I of England. So I'm going to get Cat today to tell us more about Arabella Stewart. Well, thank you, Cat, for joining me today uh, to help me introduce Arbella or Arabella Stewart. And I know those names are used interchangeably Uh, which one
1: do you favor I tend to call it call her Arbella um, for no other reason than it's just personal preference I, I can't tell you which one's right they both seem to be equally appropriate so I go with Arbella
0: for me, it's easier to say as well. So Arbella, <laughs> one less one less uh, vowel to try and get in. So that's fine. <laughs> that's good for me. Um, so can you, and we'll, obviously we're going to go into detail about it. give us a brief synopsis. Who is Arbella Stewart? Why should she be
1: somebody who we're interested in? So to massively oversimplify, Arbella is a queen we didn't have. And she is, to my mind, has a very good claim to the throne of England, as good, if not in some ways better than that of her cousin, James, who becomes James I of England. Uh, And for some reason, she is, I think somewhat erased as a potential claimant. And because of that, and why I think she's interesting, her story is interesting, is in the line of succession from Elizabeth to James, it seems like a foregone conclusion Mm. because there's no one else. Well, there is someone else, and I think she's ignored for some reason, potentially because it hides the fact, this is my opinion, that Robert Cecil had more to do with sorting out who would be monarch after Elizabeth than Elizabeth did. That's my opinion.
0: Mm. Well, he, he certainly had a hand in quite a few of Elizabeth's decisions didn't they? Um, okay so let's place her then. If she had a claim mm-hmm. to the throne where did this claim come from? How is she in line to the throne? So
1: she is a descendant of Henry VIII's sister Margaret Tudor who married the Scots king. Um, so therefore she's also related to Mary Queen of Scots and of course James. Um, her paternal grandmother is Margaret Douglas. So her father is the brother of Lord Darnley, who ends up dead in the orchard, having married Mary, Queen of Scots. Like it's, a, it's a daisy chain mm. of connections. So through her father, she is connected to the Tudors in that respect. Her mother is the daughter of... Bess of Hardwick who is very famous Mm. and who was also keeper of Mary Queen of Scots or rather her husband was when Mary Queen of Scots was imprisoned in England Bess of Hardwick and her husband were imprisoning her so it all kind of ties together in that way and perhaps there's a a better way of explaining it so her paternal grandmother is the dowager countess of Lennox Margaret Douglas she's the niece of Henry VIII through his sister, Margaret Tudor. Her father is Charles Stuart, younger brother of Lord Darnley. Darnley had married Mary Queen of Scots. He's the father with Mary Queen of Scots of James, who is therefore Arbella's cousin. Mm. Oh, so does that's are that first cousins. Mm.
0: Yes, does that make we, sense? Yeah, <laughs> we, we can do first cousins. I was saying to Kat before we came on anything above, uh, anything beyond that. I'm not quite sure where the removed things comes in, but they are first cousins. Okay, so, I mean, this is it. It's a web, isn't? It? These people all knew each other. They all had interactions with each other. It's, um, yeah. So it's 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 way more complex than we can ever get out of a diagram of a family tree. Although I probably will um, write that one out for for listeners, so that they, so that you can try and work this out. So, our Bella
1: When was she born? doing it. She is born in 1575. We aren't sure of the exact date. We think it's November and early in the month. Um, And perhaps the reason why we don't know the exact date of birth is A, because she's female and therefore people are keeping less track of things like that because there's an assumption that there'll be a male heir. But also her parents' marriage wasn't officially sanctioned. So her paternal grandmother and her maternal grandmother, of Hardwick and Margaret Douglas, seem to have got together to marry their children. Um, And of course the boy has a claim or has royal bloodline, so the making of heirs or potential heirs in Elizabeth's reign um is a is a no bueno there's no way that that marriage would have been i think sanctioned so it mm. happens in secret and afterwards both of the grandmothers are summoned to london by elizabeth for a little chitty chat um <laughs> <and a little laughs> of, uh, sojourn in the tower for their um <laughs> behaviors shall we say
0: is it interesting though so Elizabeth is around about forty, over forty, maybe hitting around forty-five by the time um, Arbella's born. So it's interesting, though, isn't it? Getting slightly off topic, straight. But I want to make this point actually because I think it's going to be relevant later. We we think of Henry VIII because as not want to talk about illness, not want to talk about death. But Elizabeth, I mean, she def- She was the same. If if you're a single woman. In Tudor times, let's be fair, biology is biology. You're pushing it now if you want a baby in your 40s. She's in her 40s. Yes, they're going to think or they're going to know it's a dodgy business producing potential heirs to the throne. On the other hand, if Elizabeth does die childless and that's becoming more of a possibility, you could end up being the grandmother of the next king or queen of England. Yeah.
1: And these are um, these are savvy women, Bess and uh, Margaret Douglas, definitely. And and it's it's that there is on the one hand the the stakes are incredibly high, um, and there but there is also everything to play for. The the other the flip side of the Tudor descent, which by the time Elizabeth died, it's not an issue because um, the sisters of Jane Grey who arguably still have a claim to the throne, Catherine and Mary. They've both contracted their own secret marriages, uh, been imprisoned. Indeed, in the case of the elder sister, Catherine Grey, where it much more looks like a play for the throne because she marries a Seymour. And the Seymours will come up again um, Mm. and behave with the valour of a complete cad and bounder. So Catherine Grey marries a Seymour gets pregnant. Her husband is sufficiently young that he sent away to the continent to complete his education. She is getting more pregnant. She's Elizabeth's cousin and also working for her at court. And so she talks to Robert Dudley and a woman who goes by the name at that time, Elizabeth St. Lowe. Who in later years and in subsequent marriages, because she marries quite a few times, she is now known to us as Bess of Hardwick. So, Bess of Hardwick is there finding out about this secret marriage and secret pregnancy with Robert Dudley. And I think the idea is that they're going to break the news to Elizabeth. We might question, based upon Bess of Hardwick's later behaviours, whether she was perhaps more involved in making that marriage because she seems to really love it. She seems to love to interfere and create marriages and make gossip. Um, yeah, <laughs> she would be somebody who I would love to meet, but I'm not sure if I'd like.
0: <laughs> She's somebody I would definitely like to, to meet. I would like to know her views on Elizabeth and Elizabeth insisting on not marrying and Elizabeth insisting on therefore not securing a, a, a line. Maybe she just thought, you know, Elizabeth isn't doing what she needs to do and someone needs to do something. It would be... Oh, that would be... She would be someone, actually, I'd, I'd like to meet and like to ask some questions. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Mm. So so Elizabeth obviously isn't jazzed about the the marriage and about Arbella's birth. What happens when Arbella gets a little bit
1: older? Because she does go to court, doesn't she, I think? Yes. So... um she's orphaned very young as well i think one of the reasons why elizabeth potentially takes pity on her in the way she doesn't take pity on catherine gray's children is that catherine and i should put out children not one because she does manage to get pregnant again while in the tower um she takes pity on i think arbella because she's orphaned Mm -hmm. and female uh and she does welcome her to court she does have her alongside her it's not uh, an overt this is my successor but it does start some murmurings and suggestions and to me looking at it I think it's Elizabeth pointing to her without explicitly going this is my heir but I
0: can't prove that Mm. so do you think without Cecil meddling in in as time progressed that Elizabeth could have favoured Arbella?
1: Possibly but then I think Arbella starts acting out a little bit so she is she's after she's orphaned she ends up being brought up by Bess of Hardwick and Bess of Hardwick raises her I think to be an heir to the throne. So she's given this education in an enormous number of languages that wouldn't be necessary for somebody who's going to marry just a lord. She's given Latin, Italian, French, Spanish, Greek and Hebrew. Mm. That's the language you need if you're going to be the governor of the Church of England, I would say. Um, she's also got the backing of Mary, Queen of Scots, Although the relationship between Mary Queen of Scots and her imprisoners, George Talbot and also of Hardwick, it does create rifts in that tr- Talbot marriage. What is, what is happening that is clear is that Mary Queen of Scots is interested in promoting and protecting Arbella.
0: Mm.
1: I wouldn't say she, she doesn't clearly want to place her as a claimant above herself, but she is seeking and supporting the idea that Arbella get the title, the Earldom of Lennox, placed in her custody because it had actually gone to one of her father's cousins in default of male heirs. So Mm. she is, there is a royal woman looking out for her. And so maybe all of these things is Mm. Elizabeth chucks her a bone and says, come to court. I think she probably also wanted to get a look at her. I think Elizabeth would have had to be potentially a bit sillier than she was to not think, (laughs) based upon Bess of Hardwick's previous, that she wouldn't be eyeing a potential match for Arbella herself. Uh As it was, I think that for whatever reason, Bess of Hardwick had learnt her lesson and, and there was a real issue for her with not wanting her to marry without permission whatever that might have been i don't know what, what threats were made mm. but i can see that elizabeth might have gone maybe i'll bring her to court <laughs> because her grandma is a spicy one and i need to keep an eye on her
0: <laughs> and when she came to court what do we know what the relationship between them was like
1: um i mean she's one of her ladies in waiting she so that's a position of prominence Mm. um she's getting a stipend for that there's no it's it's not like they're suddenly best friends or confidants Elizabeth also brings the Seymour girls to be her maids of honour ladies-in-waiting as well they are cousins I'm not going to do the distinction of what cousin they are but they are they are all cousins the Seymours Arbella Elizabeth but Mary Queen of Scots is also a cousin so there's nothing to say that they're suddenly best friends or close confidants Mm. but Elizabeth has that with other people that we know of and that's very clearly delineated you know Cat Ashley is somebody who is a perpetual confidant there's no in there's no indication that the relationship with Arbella is like that um but She is at court in 1588 which is the year after Mary Queen of Scots had been executed. So this again to me um, puts more weight on Arbella being a potential claimant because looking at it legally Mary Queen of Scots was executed for treason, for trying to take Elizabeth's throne. Traitors don't get to pass their inheritance on, it's forfeit. So as the son of a convicted and executed traitor, James should have lost any claim to the English throne. Our Bella isn't Mary Queen of Scots' daughter, but has much the same bloodline. She also has the benefit of being born and raised in England. She's not a Scottish born person. So there's that other issue because the will of Henry VIII seems to be very clear on excluding Margaret Tudor's descendants in a way that it isn't um, on excluding Mary Tudor. They are in the line quite Mm -hmm. clearly. The Grey sisters are very clearly in the line. Margaret's are completely ignored. So as there aren't any legitimate Greys, because Catherine Grey's sons have both been declared bastards, I think our Bella... Is the logical heir as she's not the daughter of a traitor, and that's why I think Elizabeth brings it to court in fifteen eighty eight.
0: Wow, and why she should be someone who is talked about a little bit more and or at least known about a little bit more. Um, I'm beginning to get more uh, interested actually in this uh, in the succession from Elizabeth to to James, which we'll get on in it, it, onto in a moment because obviously Arbella was around for for that um, because it is put forward as the logical conclusion you know he's the nearest etc cetera, etc cetera, as if arbella doesn't exist mm. um and of course she does she's there she's um, young healthy etc cetera, etc cetera, well educated ready to do it as, as to if her, if her grandmother seems to have had anything to do with it um mm-hmm. and yet not really talked about so anyway, that's why we're doing this today. <laughs> okay. So, um, but I don't. She goes back, doesn't she? Does she? Isn't mm. she sent back to to mm. to Beth, who's who's then living at Hardwick Hall, which is in Derbyshire, which is in the Midlands, quite away from London, quite away from anywhere that's got any kind of power. <laughs> it, um, so, what happened there is is that a sign of her having enough of her or, or
1: what, do we know what happened there? So the story goes that Arbella became friendly with Robert Devereux, Earl of Essex, who had and would go on to replace his stepfather, um, Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester, as Elizabeth's favorite. What friendly means um, is up to everybody to decide for themselves. So there is the hint that she is sent away because Elizabeth is jealous of her. Now, is it possible that in bringing Arbella to court in 1588, after having had Mary Queen of Scots executed after and during the Armada threat ramping up Is it possible that by bringing our to court, Elizabeth went, Oh, hang on a second. Um, I've just pointed out an air, haven't I? Wasn't going to do that. Um, Oh, look, she's talking to him and I like him. That's a reason. Off you go. We have this notion of Elizabeth as this morbidly jealous woman, just inveterately. And that's quite possibly true, but she's also a political animal. So, She could have said to either one of them, keep your balls in your own court, don't play this game with me, but to choose to send her all the way up and away and back to her grandmother, where she then can't keep an eye on her, Mm. I think it's because she didn't want her in quite close proximity, this very young woman of childbearing age, from the portraits, quite beautiful, very obviously... Tudor looking, mm. her mincing about the court probably felt like a very bad idea in the Armada year, is what I would think. Mm. Mm. And it, so she wanted to rectify that pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> it seems like such a double-edged sword. Um, like you say, do I keep an eye on her? But then also she's here with all the other eligible, with all the where all the eligible powerful bachelors are. That Elizabeth is keen to maintain she's there you know this whole courtly love thing you know she's there however they would put it and yet yeah so she's so, so she, she sends <laughs> sends her away see I mean how much do you think um it is because sorry I was going to say there, there doesn't seem to be any talk of matching our oh, better actually getting her married off getting her sorted in that way do you think Elizabeth had any hand, or she must have done, I suppose, but in not allowing her to marry? And why would that be? Is that, again, a, a, because it would make our betters'
1: position more powerful? Or There seems to be, particularly as the Elizabethan reign goes on, um, among Elizabeth's maids of honour, um, going on to, as they age up, ladies-in-waiting remaining unmarried, there seems to be a tacit and unspoken understanding that the expectation will be perpetual virginhood. (laughs) That what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if the Queen can stay in in sanctity, um, as she she says she is, then everybody else should. And I think ages, having potentially maids of honour and then ladies-in-waiting who marry who remain at court, potentially with their courtly husbands, who are then pregnant, having that juxtaposition is not what she's going to want. I don't know if Elizabeth never wants to marry. Um, I don't know if she does, but feels that for whatever reason she is held back from doing so. I don't know if she had a mortal fear of motherhood, but what I do think is that she didn't want to remind the people looking at her that she hadn't had a child. And if you've got a beautiful pregnant woman with her stomach are stretched to, for the contents of her body, mm. that is something that's going to pull focus and there can only be one son at court, can't there?
0: Mm. And if Elizabeth is, and I think she is, anything like her father and grandfather with an eye for what things look like, then to be the virgin queen over a virgin court it's all part of the package isn't it that makes yeah. a lot of sense um yeah yeah my personal view on elizabeth is she ran out of time i it, really i think she played and played and played and then was like oh <laughs> it's a bit late uh better yeah. make better make something work for me here and then we and then and then we get the the, the Virgin Queen kind of thing coming out, um, which worked for her. Absolutely. So,
1: to fair I mean, In terms of legacy making, it certainly did because, she, because you come, she also becomes, you're talking about that kind of image making. She becomes so much more controlling when it, towards the end when it's that black and white court and it's so prescribed what people around her can wear so that she can dazzle. Mm. She gets really shirty if people wear things that is, is not this court uniform. So she's very, very clear and controlled about her personal image and the stage design of the other human beings Mm. that decorate her world. (laughs) It is stage design,
0: isn't it? I was just thinking when you were saying that, if anyone's ever seen the film Legally Blonde and you've got Reese Witherspoon always in pink, hot pink, um, and if you look at any of the sort of videos about how they filmed it, Everyone's in grey suits, obviously, around her. That's 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 the given. But then they shine lights on her to make her dazzle on the screen it, the backdrop of everyone else in their, in their grey suits. And Elizabeth had this amazing eye for that. That is
1: theatre. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, really. Well, I mean, how much the Queen does it to this day? She always wears a block of a very bright colour, so she's always visible. And of course, today that serves two functions. It means that People who are coming to see the Queen can spot the Queen from very far away, but it's also great for your security detail. They can keep eyes on you. If you're in hot pink, if you've got a hot pink pillbox hat and your security that needs to remain removed, but eyes on, it's great that you're in bright colour. Mm, that's interesting as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Maybe they learnt from Elizabeth. She set the uh, set it ready for everyone else. Oh yeah. Now, our Bella. Yeah. So she's she's got a good claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she's Cecil doesn't like the idea. I mean, I I don't know, but I imagine the fact that James has already got um, an heir and a spare and is already a, a ruler in, in Scotland, I, I imagine all these things played into some sort of let's have some stability and 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 move on to to someone who potentially or is most likely to give us that but Arbella mm-hmm. of course is still around when um, Elizabeth dies so when James comes to he, he moves here doesn't he as soon as he's as soon as he's made king he, he moves down here um yeah. into London and she is I think she's given pretty much pride of place at his um uh with his coronation ceremony or is it is his his entrance into London do you know anything about that and how she would react how she
1: reacted to James coming to the throne? Well, I know that I just want to talk about the year before, 1602, because she is chomping at the bit um, in Elizabeth's last year of marriage. That's the year that she attempts to marry Edward Seymour, who is Lord Beecham, who is a descendant of Henry's other sister, Mary Tudor, through Catherine Gray's illegal marriage to... <laughs> another Edward Seymour it's they're, they're all called Edward yeah. or William we'll get to that in a second um, or Thomas and that lo- <laughs> or Thomas yes exactly um, and that looks incredibly like a attempt to create a rival heir she's trying to plan this marriage Elizabeth is not happy with it uh, to- uh Edward Seymour is also kind of warned off and so that marriage never takes place the next year, so uh, in 1503, as we're going into um, the last months of Elizabeth, 1603, yeah, yeah, 1603. Sorry, I get my 15s and 16s. If she's <laughs> as she as we're going into that, um, she stops eating and she refuses to drink, and she claims that James the Sixth of Scotland, who as he is then, was her lover. Which would be quite the thing, Mm. as he was in Scotland. On a number of levels, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she she claims... So there's this real kind of attention-seeking behaviour. Right. When James claims the throne, um, he is very welcoming, and particularly he places her in the household of his wife. But... Almost at once, she is the focus of plots. So does he have her at court recognised as a member of the family because he loves her and realises that she's had a pretty rubbish time? Or does he make her um, one of the chief leading servants of his wife, a carver to his wife, because he wants to keep an eye on her? Is it it once again the gilded cage of Tudor Stewart's surveillance? I don't know.
0: And our Bella is what? mid to late 20s at this point
1: yep so she's 1603 she's 27 coming up 28 so So she's on a
0: yes I was gonna say on a personal level she's thinking "Mm, (laughs) biological clock is ticking yeah but she does find a way doesn't she let's talk about the thing that Arbella is probably if you have heard of her the most this is probably why you've heard of her and this is the the eventual marriage she 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 makes which is clandestine uh let t- tell us about that
1: so i think a, a massive thing that occurs that finally just takes the brakes off the runaway train <laughs> <laughs> that is because Arbella makes some bad choices, I'm going to say that. Like, I like her a lot, but she does make some interesting choices. And what takes the brakes off the runaway train is that Bess of Hardwick dies in 1608.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, towards the end of that same year, Arbella contracts smallpox, which she survives, but 1608, she's now 33. Mm even more tiktok Mm. she's had smallpox that has no doubt other people in her household or community have no doubt died from or been horrifically scarred by like you're going to be reminded of your mortality Mm. so two years after the death of her grandmother and the smallpox she marries the 22 year old william seymour the marriage doesn't really get much of a chance to get off the ground. It's discovered within days. Is it another attention-seeking thing? I don't know. William sent to the Tower. Albella is placed under house arrest in Lambeth. Um, there is some suggestion that despite the fact that this marriage is discovered so quickly and they are separated, that by some means they manage to circumvent the separation, because there is discussion that Arbella has fallen pregnant. If she did, then it doesn't result in a live birth. It presumably results in a fairly um, early miscarriage in uh, probably in September 1610, if it happens at all. This rumor or fact, whatever it is, is too much for James, who's like, uh, I think. I think maybe not. We're maybe not going to keep you in Lambeth and your husband in the tower. We're going to send you to Durham. Arbella, on the way to Durham, becomes ill. It took her 12 days to get from Lambeth to Barnet. Now, I did the maths on that. And yes, you, you are looking... You are looking with the face that I looked with. I was like, I'm just going to Google Maps that because I could walk it in four and a half hours. <laughs> it took her uh, twelve English days. That's that's good going for procrastination. That is that that yeah. That's quite some illness. That's right. that's <laughs> quite <laughs> quite some illness. Um, be fair, to get there quicker. <laughs> I mean even if she was being carried she'd get there quicker Mm. so clearly this is a fabricated illness and the point of it is to give her husband the chance to bribe his way out of the Tower of London and get meet her to get on the boat to France. Of course Arbella is being painfully and slowly taken from Lambeth to Barnet and then further north up to Durham, which never happens because she slips away in men's clothing and she is supposed to meet him in a pub in Blackwall But and they're then going to travel to their waiting ship. William is delayed. Arbella sets off and waits for him in the channel. He gets in a different boat, gets blown off course, but does land safely in Ostend. Arbella's decision to wait for her husband means that she's not so lucky because James sends people after her and she is caught just before Calais. She (laughs) is reclaimed and she is brought back to England and she is imprisoned in the tower. Um, And so that's 1611. She is, we believe, held in an upstairs room of the bell tower. And there's lots of talk about where people are held in various parts of the tower because people love to be like, so-and-so's there, so-and-so's there. By tradition, she's held in the bell tower, which is also where Sir or Saint Thomas More was held before his execution. And I bring up the bell tower because that now is the Queen's house And that is where the person who is in charge of the Tower of London lives. And the story goes that a former boss of the Tower, his bedroom backed onto the cell that Arbella would have been held in, uh, a place where she once again returned to what she had done at the end of Elizabeth's reign. She stopped eating and drinking. And So this sort of hunger strike or depression or whatever it was, it it does eventually cost her her life. She starved to death, basically, in 1615. But so the story goes, this boss of the tower's wife was in her bedroom and she went to walk out and she felt a really firm shove on her back, despite nobody being there. And everybody, or he, at least, believed it was Arbella Stewart. And the rumour is that the Tower of London stopped talking about ghosts after that. Stopped talking about them. Yep. Don't mention the ghosts. (laughs) Now Now they do again. There's a different boss at the Tower. Ghosts are potentially back on the menu, but apparently... I was told that, they were, that, they, that we were not supposed to talk about ghosts when that was happening. Before my time, when I spent supply working there, but apparently that's the rumour. Well, the Tower is, I will say, a place of many rumours. <laughs> I imagine.
0: Actually, I know a soldier who was based there once, you know, big, burly, whatever, definitely said there were, there were spirits there. I mean, if there's going to be anywhere, I think the Tower of London is, is a good candidate to have them. But, oh, Bella, what a life. I mean yeah. it was like you said earlier a gilded cage every mm. where she, well every element of her life was controlled yeah down to she didn't have the same freedoms and I know this is obviously this goes for anyone with that royal connection I suppose even today but just those freedoms to get married have children nah none of it can't have any of it not even told who to marry You, you. We're just going to keep putting it off so that you can't until you're so desperate that you, you try a secret marriage. And did I read that they were married at Greenwich Palace, which doesn't seem like a brilliant idea if you're trying to be uh, secret about it? Uh, That
1: rings a bell for me. Um, Which I I mean, married at Greenwich or Greenwich Palace? They could. I read Greenwich Palace, but I don't.
0: But that would that would maybe. Um, go into the, the idea that this was more of a attention-seeking exercise than really an attempt to get married in secret? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure where they do get married um, because she marries in secret. And Greenwich Palace, uh, it, it's entirely possible. I, have, I haven't seen that document. But if she were to marry at Greenwich Palace... That's like Elizabeth's favourite. That's her favourite place. Who is marrying them at Greenwich Palace, and Elizabeth doesn't know beforehand? Yeah, I, I mean it's entirely possible, and um, I will certainly try and look out that source. Yeah, but, um, but I, well, because that's an interesting question in itself,
0: isn't it? Who married them? What do we know? And and what happened to them? That's not the kind of thing you'd have thought they'd be getting away with, with 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 doing.
1: Yeah, that's again, that's a name that I have yet to uncover, but clearly they are known to somebody um, Mm. because there are cases of secret clandestine marriages happening earlier in the previous reign, Elizabeth's reign, that she, so when Catherine Gray marries, they can't find the priest. So that's why those boys are named as bastards because there's nobody to confirm that it's happened because the other witness was Edward Seymour's sister who had unhelpfully died before the marriage became known. Do I think that James finding out that his cousin had married in his predecessor's favourite palace, which I mean, probably it wasn't his favourite palace seems to have been Whitehall um, and so, but it's still, and Greenwich is an important place to be. The thought that he wouldn't have overturned every rock to find out who was complicit in this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But hmm. somebody marries them. Yeah. So regardless of where, why? Yeah. Why? Maybe this is ooh, more things to find out. Exciting. Yes. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't just have the marriage annulled. Like, why he doesn't claim it never happened. And say that there's no witnesses to it that it's a fraudulent marriage and they were never really married. That would solve the problem.
0: Unless Arbella herself is the problem, and therefore a reason to lock Stop her up. Stop marrying somebody else. <laughs> well, is required a control. We saw it in in the number of the yeah. reigns. That this need to well, and, and previous to that, get rid of or tightly control the personage of the potential rivals to the throne, especially if there are potential plots which of course we haven't got time to go into it today but there are lots of we have the gunpowder plot for goodness sake you know the, one of the most famous ever um
1: to, to blow up James so um I mean Arbella's, Arbella's dragged into the plot that's uh that essentially ends up with Walter Raleigh being imprisoned so she's connected to that um, and there is definitely a plan to, they they say, to put her on the throne in her cousin's
0: place. Mm. She sounds like such an interesting um, character. But it, when you think logically of, through what her life would have been like and mm. um, how thwarted just everything, any kind of sort of lead to happiness or yeah. even to do something, or what was she doing with her days? You can see why. You know, depression could have been a very likely outcome um, at the end of her life. She was so. How old would she have been when she died? She was forty or around about
1: forty. So, so about if she was right. what,
0: what thirty-three it? in sixteen oh eight, and she dies in
1: sixteen fifty. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. there, there you go. yes because she's born in what did you say uh, uh, 1575 yeah yeah so she's born so what does James do now with the with Arbella high member of the royal family dead what what happens because funeral wise where where she interred um oh pass I don't know where she's interred oh I do Where's she heard although, although I've not been I haven't found her tomb because I didn't go looking for it. She is, according to uh, a book I was reading about her the other day, in Westminster Abbey. Well
1: that makes that makes sense. So
0: I'm uh, yeah, so um I'm thinking obviously quite useful in death, some of these people aren't they, <laughs> to the to the current one let's uh let's lament the death of someone so important and she gets put in Westminster Abbey
1: but I'm not I'm not sure where in the Abbey oh no I I mean I have no idea about the place or anything in Westminster Abbey I couldn't I couldn't tell you but yes he's he's he that makes that's a lot of sense from James he likes to keep the ladies in his life the ladies that made him shall we say uh let's put them all in Westminster Abbey yeah. that that makes a that makes a lot of sense um I do just want to hop back at you talking about kind of what mm. Abel's life must have been like mm. And I kind of want to hit home a little bit harder on it as well. As an unmarried woman in her 30s, in her grandmother's house, the infantilization that she would have experienced would have been a reason for anybody to, to try to escape, I believe. And we know that best of work and her used to butt heads all the time best of hardwick is fascinating but i think very controlling Mm. but arbella has nothing she hasn't got the claim to lennox anything that's given to her is either the gift of the queen then the king or what her grandmother provides her with that she herself has earned through four marriages arbella to have any autonomy i mean for most women in the time, the best way to get autonomy is to be widowed, as yeah. best of Hardwick proves very well. But to be widowed, you need to be married. So, our Bella's playing the long game by trying to marry a 22 year old because really you want them old. Yeah. Very old. <laughs> so that you can get autonomy as quickly as possible. But even, even being a wife has more freedom than being a maid because a wife will have a household to control. Mm. All mm. of this education that she has been given and she's not even able to run a household. Mm. We, she's not even able to control the education of her children. Yeah, incredible. And yet
0: Bess was the one who gave her that education. But like you say, what happened between her having a hand in Catherine Gray's marriage and then uh, by the point that it gets to Arbella she's uh, no 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 running away yeah. from that not going to be not going to get involved in that that so that's another interesting thing to uh potentially uh, uncover <laughs> yeah
1: Why? yeah why does she give her all this education why does she 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 places her on the board very clearly mm. and then she goes oh no mm. let's not um and i just i i I wonder who threatened her. That's all I can think. Who threatened her? Did she feel brave while she still had this successful marriage to George Talbot? Was that it? And then as she gets involved in an unhappy separation, that does bring with it a a taste of scandal. Mm -hmm. Is she keen to protect the interests of her children and her grandchildren by not engaging further in scandal or is there an, an overt threat to essentially say mm, you need to pump the brakes lady mm. you're getting into traitorous type
0: territory here and yeah yeah mm. interesting well thank you so much for that cat I, I I, our better now is somebody i want to make sure she's a bit like the princess charlotte in 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 the couple of hundred years later she's she should be talked about she's not enough and now you've taught us a bit more about her than um, than I know. I'll be I'll be ringing her bell or whatever the <laughs> whatever the phrase would be. Um, yeah, making sure I'm really interested. Actually, like I said earlier, learning more about this about Elizabeth's succession. Um, so thank you very much for for talking to us about our Bella today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.